Welcome to the Smarty Podcast Series from Charlotte Smarty Pants, where we focus on all things parenting. We talk about everything from education, health, travel, beauty, fashion, and more. Join in on the discussion at charlottesmartypants.com. The Smarty Podcast Series is produced by Charlotte Starroom, Charlotte's premier boutique music development and corporate video production studio, and the best parties in the QC the pop star music video parties, and professional voice lessons in a studio. Also amazing content creation. Check them out at charlottestarroom.com. Hi everyone, this is Jen Plum with Charlotte Smarty Pants. Thanks for listening. Joining us today is Dr. Zachary Capello with Charlotte Iron Nose and Throat Associates, also known as Senta. Senta is one of our Smarty partners and offers comprehensive adult and pediatric eye and ENT care in nearly 20 locations in the Carolinas. Dr. Capello is an ENT doctor who specializes in rhinology and skull-based surgery. He has been with Senta since 2019 and sees patients in their South Park office. Thanks for coming today. Thanks for having me. Uh, okay, Smarties, today we're talking about sinusitis, what are the causes, symptoms, and treatment options. And I'll let you join right in. What What is it and what causes it? So sinusitis is sort of a broad term for infection of the paranasal sinuses located within our face and within our nose. It's actually one of the uh, most common things that an ENT will see a patient for, and it impacts so many people, and it accounts for a very large portion of our healthcare dollars, which is why it's so important that we appropriately treat this problem. There's a couple different kinds of sinusitis. There is your acute sinusitis, which is when it's been lasting for less than a month typically, and that's gonna be characterized by significant facial pain and pressure, fever, you may have some aching in your teeth, you may have some colored discharge from the nose, Mm -hmm. uh, things like that. And then there's chronic sinusitis, which is something that's been going on for typically six weeks or even like three months or more. And that's typically, you will still have some facial pain and pressure. You'll have a lot more nasal congestion associated with that. And it's just sort of a long-standing simmering kind of feeling that you're having. You may also have some fogginess that you feel like in uh, associated fatigue and lethargy. So what, what causes it? What are, you know, there's obviously a lot of different things that can cause it. And then how... How quickly, like when it's, is it more than three days? Do you think that that's a time that you need to start taking over-the-counter medication or? Yeah, so it's oftentimes multifactorial. So for acute sinusitis, we think a lot of times it can be triggered by uh, a viral infection. It can be triggered by a bacterial infection. It can become a bacterial infection after a viral infection. It can be triggered by abnormal anatomy. If you have a deviated septum on one side and so one side does not clear as well, then you can have trapped secretions. Chronic sinusitis is very multifactorial in the fact that it is your immune system that may not be functioning properly. And you can have an infection, whether it's fungal, bacterial, or viral, that can sort of trigger a hyperimmune response within your sinuses to then lead to a chronic sinus infection that can be difficult to clear. Okay. And it can also trigger nasal polyps within the nose. What about, so a lot of these symptoms sound like coronavirus symptoms. Obviously, we're living in that time. How do you know, if you're not a chronic sinusitis patient where um, you, you regularly, routinely get this, um, how do you know the difference and do you, how do you know when to see a specialist? So you're right. So there are some similar uh, symptoms. You can have fever, you can have nasal congestion, you can have um, loss of your sense of taste or smell. Uh, 
I would recommend if these symptoms are not going away, especially after three days, you should probably see a specialist. You can see your PCP as well. The benefit if you see a specialist like an ENT provider like myself is that I can use nasal endoscopy to look in your nose, see exactly if you are having that purulent or infected colored secretions from your nose. And then I can take a sample of it, send that to the lab, and we put you on the exact right antibiotic that is... Uh, more cultured to the specimen that is growing in your nose. And who typically gets sinusitis? That's from children all the way up, right? Yeah, it really can affect everybody. I have taken care of children as young as two years old up to adults in their 90s. That's why it's such a prevalent uh, disease that ENTs treat because it can affect just about anybody. What are some what are some treatments for children, so, you know, or like ways to prevent some of it, like, you know, like using humidifiers and things like that? Yeah. So for children, if they are chronically getting nasal infections, we tend to steer away from doing uh, functional endoscopic sinus surgery, which is what we would do with adults. We tend to steer away from that in children because they're still developing. Things that we can do in children to help clear this is medical treatment with steroid nasal sprays, with just simple saline irrigations to clear all of the mucus that can get trapped in the sinuses. And also you can shrink down the turbinates that are in the nose, which is a, a much less invasive procedure. Also performing tonsillectomy and adenoidectomy can help if those are super enlarged in the back of the nose and not allowing for good mucociliary clearance, then we can sort of aid with that. What is a good age for like the prime age for tonsillectomy and adenoidectomy is younger, right? Again, yeah, it's, we do tonsillectomies and adenoidectomies on children all the time. Uh, Typically they're, you know, around two years old is the youngest and that's for mostly for bad obstructive sleep apnea, Uh, but we do them range on children of all ages, essentially. Yeah. Um, so when, at what point or what age does it become chronic? So it can become chronic at any point in time. I mean, I see even some pediatric patients who have chronic sinusitis, and then they develop these nasal polyps within the nose, which are sort of a, a grape-like looking mass within the nose. It is essentially the mucosa is filled with fluid because it has become inflamed from some sort of trigger, whether it's a fungal trigger, bacterial trigger, or just a allergy. allergen. Yeah. Uh, so it can become chronic at any state or at any point in time in a person's life. More typically, though, you're seeing it in adults. Right. And will it ever go away on its own, or does it have to be treated? Does it eventually, if you leave it alone too long, you need surgery probably? It usually right? gets worse if you don't right, manage it medically. And I tell my patients now, I will do surgery on you to remove the polyp burden or to clear out and open up these sinuses. The, polyp? like, the polyps are in the nose, and okay. they'll grow from I'm the like sinuses. I'm like staring at your nose right now. Yeah, they <laughs> will grow from the sinuses in the nose and just fill the nose. And it's important. I have a very frank conversation with my patients to set up their expectations. I can clear out the polyp disease or open your sinuses so that we can more effectively deliver medication to your sinuses, but you will need to treat this disease medically for the, at least for several years after your surgery, if not the rest of your life, because it, you need to deliver steroids uh, topically through right. nasal irrigations to the nose, nasal lining to keep these polyps from regrowing or to keep that inflammation from causing more issues. What if you're like, so I actually had this happen. Um, I didn't take care of myself after giving birth to my twins. 
And I must have had gotten sin- some sort of sinus infection while pregnant, then delivered, and then let it kind of fester. By the time I went to the doctor, he's like, you basically need surgery. And I was like, I've never had a sinus infection in my life, but it was really gross. But I did do steroids. That that was the last ditch effort. And then thankfully it worked. But w- that was crazy to me that I'm, I was so close to needing surgery. I was yeah. really close. Yeah. And again, I, surgery is a great option for treating this. There are you know, we always try to treat patients medically first because if I don't need to put you under general anesthesia and don't need to put you under the risks of surgery, which they're minimal, but they're not zero, uh, I would prefer to treat you medically. Uh, in addition, there are some newer procedures that that we offer that can potentially, if you're the right candidate, uh, achieve similar results without undergoing surgery. We can do some of my partners uh, not me as much because I'm typically, because I'm more specialized in sinus right. surgery, I get the more the hard, involved the or the harder, more complicated surgery. But there are uh, some instances where you can use a balloon to open up the sinus and it allows for better drainage of those sinuses. And that can be something that's done under a local anesthetic in the office. Right. Um, another treatment for patients with recurrent polyps, if I take your polyps out, and but they come back because that can definitely happen despite treatment that you're doing, if you're compliant with, you know, my post-op instructions, it can still come back. There's a new uh, sinus implant that elutes steroid constantly into the nose. I used it oh, wow. at Cleveland Clinic uh, when I was doing my fellowship training there. It's a, it's an implant called Sinuva that uh, I've just now started using it down here, and I'm interested to see how my patients respond to that, but it typically has good results. And it's another way to prevent you from having to maybe go back to surgery to have these polyps right. taken out right. again. Um, with back to the deviated septum, and that, that can be a problem because it creates a space for bacteria to grow, is that? So the, the septum is a midline structure in the nose, and if it is deviated or pushed to one side, it can crowd that side of the nose. And then potentially the sinuses are not able to drain correctly, uh-huh. and that can cause blockage. It can cause uh, an, an acute infection, or it can sometimes also contribute to your chronic sinusitis. And so that's something that I look at on all my patients to make sure they don't have that. In addition, it can just cause quality of life issues by not being like able to breathe through their right, nose. Right, and snoring. and It can contribute What to about age for that? Um, I ask this because my daughter is convinced she has a deviated septum. I'm like, I need to make an appointment. Um, but she's in college, and she's convinced that, you know, she has clear discharge all the time. Sometimes there's color, but, um, you know, I don't, I don't think it's – I don't know what it is, but um, – so for age for uh, doing a septoplasty, we usually like to wait until they're at least 16 for females, and I try to push it out even more for males, but uh, definitely no younger than 16. And then... Whenever, it, again, this is a... It stop growing. It, yeah, once it stopped growing, so that, like I said, by 16 or 18, yeah, once yeah. they've gone through puberty, uh, and again, it becomes a quality... This is a quality of life kind of procedure. I'm not, you know... Uh, preventing you from dying from a terrible disease. So whenever it also fits best with right. your schedule, I right. don't want you to interrupt your life. It's for this. quality of life, yeah. which is which is huge. It is quality huge. of life yeah. is huge. Um, so the lastly, the drop. Do you recommend that 
people use the nasal drops regularly? And what's your favorite type? So we, on any patient that we think has chronic sinusitis or any kind of chronic rhinitis, allergic rhinitis, I will always have them on a steroid nasal spray. And there's tons out there. Over and they're, the counter. They're and they're all over the counter. Flonase is a brand name that everyone is familiar with. Yeah. Rhinocort, Nasonex. Fluticasone is the generic version. Mometasone is another generic version of, of those medications. Uh, there are a ton that are out there. And it really comes down to which formulation you like the most because some of them have different odors when you spray them in the right, nose. And right. some people tolerate that more than others. If there's any kind of allergic component, like some itchy, watery eyes, I'll often have my patients on a nasal spray called Astelin, which is an antihistamine nasal spray. Which and that's prescription? That. that is prescription, yes. For the rest you can usually do over the, the counter. Other stuff is over the counter, yeah. And then I always encourage patients to either get a Neomed or a neti pot or just simple right. salt water spray to aid in irrigation of the nose. Everyone. I would per personally have everybody on a nasal spray, just a saltwater nasal spray, okay. even if you don't have any sinus complaints, because it just keeps the nasal mucosa nice and moist and healthy. Okay. So like one time a day, you yeah. just do that. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Is there anything else that um, we did not cover or would like to cover on this? No, I don't think so. Okay. All right. Well, thanks so much for your time today. Um, Smarties, if you'd like to make an appointment with Dr. Capello or any of the doctors at Charlotte Eye, Nose, and Throat, you can call 704-295-3000 or visit their website, www.centa.com slash appointments. And you can always find us daily on charlottesmartypants.com and Facebook and Instagram at charlottesmartypants and Twitter at charlottesmarty. Thanks so much for listening to our Smarty Podcast. You can always join in on the conversation at charlottesmartypants.com. The Smarty Podcast series is produced by Charlotte Starroom, Charlotte's premier boutique music development and corporate video production studio. Check them out at charlottestarroom.com.